trying to get up to speed on the Colts? This is your one-stop shop, the Colts Daily Update. Here's your host, Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts, from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Colts Daily Update tonight here on the home of the Colts, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. I'm Matt Taylor. I'm joined by J.J. Stangovitz tonight, writer from Colts.com. And the Colts were on the practice field again today, getting ready for Week 16. Up next are the Arizona Cardinals. The Colts are 8-6. and six. The Cards are 10-4. and four. Both teams are in their respective conferences' playoff fields at the moment. The Colts would be the fifth seed in the AFC. The Cardinals would be the fourth seed in the NFC, and they're looking to win their first divisional title since 2015. And a win for them on Christmas night would clinch a playoff berth for the first time again since 2015. And hopefully the Colts have some sort of say about that. Arizona started the season 7-0, and but they've lost four of their last seven, including back-to-back games heading into Christmas night. J.J.'s with us, as we said. J.J., how's your Christmas shopping coming along? Well, I got one more thing to go out and get. Um, got Ooh. most of the other shopping done. Got most of the gifts wrapped up. And uh, going to try to make some uh, little mulled wine tonight, watch a Christmas movie, and uh, get the holiday spirit. <laughs> well, what do you have to get? Who are you buying for? Uh, well, I don't think uh, I'm going to leave that. Is it juicy? uh, It's not juicy. I just don't want to, you know, be called out by a family member (laughs) who might be listening to this, but I haven't got their gift yet. All right. Fair enough. uh, We're going to keep it personal uh, between us and, uh, you know, look forward to the next game. Yeah. You don't want to let them know that I, uh, I put off till December 22nd to buy your gift. I'm with you. That's a good call right there. All right, we're going to have some fun here. We're going to talk about uh, this matchup coming up on Saturday night. By the way, it's the first Christmas game ever for the Colts, playing on December 25th for the first time. So we're going to go worry meter. We're going to bust this out here, JJ. I'm going to give you a statement, pull out some facts on you, and uh, you go through the worry meter, right? Scale through one to five. One is you're not worried at all about it. Number five is, yeah, I'm, I'm very worried about this. So somewhere on that scale between one and five. And let's start with Jonathan Taylor because he's been obviously fantastic. He's already been named to the Pro Bowl, uh, probably going to be a first-team All-Pro when it's all said and done here at the end of the 2021 season. But he's rushed for over 100 yards in eight games this year, J.J. The Colts are 8-0 and when he goes over 100, but they're 0-6 when he doesn't. He's averaging 142 rushing yards and eight wins and 62 yards in six losses. So what's your worry meter on on Jonathan Taylor's discrepancy between wins and losses for the Colts and what he has to do in order for the Colts to win based on the numbers? Well, I, I would say it's at maybe a two, Matt, because, you know, some of those numbers can get skewed a little bit. You know, the Colts in losing to the Ravens and the Buccaneers, they didn't lose those games because Jonathan Taylor wasn't able to run the football. You know, in fact, the, the offense in both those games was pretty darn good. Yeah, so, turnovers. Turnovers killed the Colts in those games. Right, right, exactly. So it can get skewed a little bit. I mean, look, it is it is telling that the Colts are 8-0 when Jonathan Taylor goes over 100 yards. But I, I wouldn't say I'm super worried about the discrepancy between those two things, especially because we get late in the season here. But the Colts have such a large library of plays, Matt, where they can go to different concepts or different plays that have worked earlier in the season that they've practiced quite a bit. They can turn to those to find solutions when teams are stacking the box mm-hmm. or they're sending you know, creative run blitzes 
are different things. Having that ability and having a quarterback, quite frankly, Matt, who can get the Colts into those looks is very important. All right, it's J.J. Stangovitz. I'm Matt Taylor. This is the Colts Daily Update tonight on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, we're having some fun. We're doing the worry meter. That's Jonathan Taylor. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk about DeForest Buckner. He's having another great season. He's the leading sack getter for the Colts this year so far, J.J. Six and a half sacks. He led the Colts in sacks last year with nine and a half. He would be the first Colts player to lead the team in sacks in back-to-back seasons since Robert Mathis in 2012 and 2013, and he's looking to become the first defensive tackle ever to do it. So the Colts pass rush other than Buckner, the front four other than Buckner, J.J., what's your worry meter, one through five? I would put it at probably, a, uh, I'll call it a three, um, just because, you know, there haven't been, there hasn't been that one other guy who's stepped up game in and game out um, you know, we've seen flashes from guys like Al-Kadeem Muhammad and Quiddy Pay, um, you know, Grover Stewart having some impactful games, Kamoko Ture certainly having some impactful games, a guy like Taylor Stallworth stepping up. The The reason why I'm not I, – I was I mean, kind of hesitant to go as high as a three is that if you look at some of the numbers, I mean, the Colts have – their sack total this season is like right there with a team like Arizona – which has Chandler Jones with nine and a half sacks, Marcus Golden with double digit sacks. The Colts do a really good job. You know, DeForest Buckner talks about it a lot. You know, four rushing is one. And they do a really good job of that in putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And, you know, whether it's Kamoko's day or, you know, Al-Qadim Muhammad's day or whatever it may be, they've found those solutions to a point where they, you know, they're able to get pressure on quarterbacks. But you'd like to see, you know, someone get hot toward the end of the season. But the Colts have shown on defense they don't necessarily need that to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, Arizona sits at 37 sacks. The Colts are tied for 20th with 30 sacks. Sounds like a big difference, but it's only obviously a seven-sack difference. And as you said, the Colts have been by committee so far with their front four pass rush. And inevitably, what they're going to have to do late in the season is play coverage when they play a good quarterback and rely on that front four to win their one-on-one matchups without blitzing and sending extra people there. Um, All right, let's go worry meter on Carson Wentz because he threw 12 passes last week against the Patriots. Uh, New England got their hands on six of them, J.J. They intercepted one of them. Um, The Colts passing game down the stretch, one through five. Worry meter, where are you there? I'm at about a two. Um, you know, which may sound a little positive, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for optimistic given that Carson Wentz only threw for 57 yards against the Patriots, but you know, Frank Reich, we, we hear it over and over again from him that he's got so much confidence in what Carson Wentz can do as a passer. And I'm not going to sit here and doubt Frank Reich's ability to evaluate, coordinate, call scheme and offense. I mean, it's been so good this year. For the Colts, you know, and, and Reich said it this week, Matt. Yeah, Carson Wentz is probably going to have to step up at some Colts a game, regular season or in the playoffs. They know that. Carson Wentz knows that. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, you got to give the Patriots quite a bit of credit for the way that they're able to play in the back end with guys like J.C. Jackson, Devin McCourty, uh, Adrian Phillips. But Carson Wentz is still – he's had games. He threw for 400 yards against the Ravens. He – he played at a very high level against the Buccaneers and got, you know, hurt by some turnovers that were his fault. Um, I think there's still an immense amount of trust in Carson Wentz. So my number on that's pretty low. The other part of Carson 
is there are other little things that he does here and there that might not be, you know, super obvious, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Carson does a really good job with getting the Colts into the right running plays. And, you know, if you want to be an elite running team, you need all 11 guys on the field playing their part. And Carson does play a kind of subtle part in making the right checks, getting Colts to the right running plays against the fronts that they're seeing. And then on top of that, you know, just little plays here and there, those fourth and one conversions that Carson had against the the Patriots, those didn't happen in a vacuum. Carson Wentz, Matt, leads the NFL since 2017 in fourth down conversions on fourth and one. He is 21. The next highest total is 15 by Dallas's Ezekiel Elliott. So those are just little things that Carson can do that even if the passing game might not be there in a given week, mm-hmm. he still can have an impact on the game and help the Colts win. Well, I think why we bring this up, right? I mean, if you look at the last six games, Wentz's average in that time period, passing just about 180 yards per game, yards per attempt is six and a half. But in his first eight games, he averaged 240 passing yards per game, over seven in yards per attempt. But the Colts running game over the last six, uh, JJ, it's over 200 yards per game. So the identity of the team, the dynamic of the offense has drastically changed here in the last month and a half in terms of handing the ball off quite more frequently to uh, Jonathan Taylor. Well, and what Carson isn't doing frequently is turning it over. He obviously had that one against New England, but you know, you have games like the one Carson had against Houston mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, the Colts had to, they could hand it off to Jonathan 32 times and go knew they were going to win the game as long as they didn't turn the ball over and they didn't do that in that game. So, you know, Carson, for the most part, is playing within himself, playing within the responsibilities that he has within the offense. And if he continues to just not turn the ball over at a high rate and hand, you know, just get get the ball to Jonathan Taylor, the Colts are going to win quite a few games. Yeah, and obviously get the Colts into good plays and out of bad plays right there. J.J. Stangovitz, I'm Matt Taylor. We're playing with the worry meter tonight, one through five. Last one, J.J., Michael Pittman is the Colts' leading receiver, 354 receiving yards this season on third down alone. That number is 15 yards short of the next highest receiver on the season in terms of overall receiving, if you will. Zach Paschal has 369 yards receiving total on the year, so he is second uh, on the Colts receiving list in terms of overall yardage in 2021. So it's a big drop-off between Pittman and Paschal, the next best receiver in terms of production this year. So the Colts' reliance on Michael Pittman, worry meter. Where are you right there? One through five on that. I, I I'll, I'll throw throw it down at a two. Um, I realize, man. You're not, I, li- I like I'm it. Not you're not you're not a very worried person. I like it. But you know, I mean, look, Pittman. The the game against New England was weird. Obviously, with the ejection that the Colts really didn't feel was warranted. He only had that one reception. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's a guy who we've seen it come out of him this year on those plays where like. He just goes up and gets it. You know, you think about Baltimore, San Francisco, uh, the plays that he made in those games, and that that doesn't just kind of go away. Uh, So, you know, I think down the stretches, we're kind of talking about the Colts needing to lean on Carson in a game. They're going to need to lean on Michael Pittman in a game again. Um, But the one thing that's so encouraging about this Colts offense, when when you look at how they're going to try to move the ball through the air, Mm -hmm. is – there's not a selfish player on this team and it starts with T.Y. Hilton. And I asked T.Y. about that today, like that clip in hard knocks where he went up to Frank Reich and said, Hey, you don't have to get me the ball. You don't have to force me the ball. 
you know, I asked him, like, you're a 9,000 yard receiver and you, you're, you're saying these things. Do you get a sense of the impact that that has? And he's kind of said, you know, yeah, like if I'm saying it, then this is how everyone else can think, which I think is, you know, a really important aspect to the Colts offense that Michael Pittman Jr. Maybe he's a game where he has three targets and two catches or, you know, Zach Pascal has a game where he has four targets and one catch. But those guys all know that, hey, next week it might be my time mm-hmm. to get eight catches on nine targets. So, you know, all those guys are ready. Uh, Pittman certainly is the team's leading receiver and a guy who Carson Wentz trusts immensely with the ball uh, in the air. So I'm not super worried about Pittman going forward and, and his impact on this team. Uh, just need to make sure he, he doesn't get ejected for uh, some maybe dubious <laughs> Yeah, stay in the game. Let's play four quarters coming up on Saturday night. We'll start there. That's good stuff. That's the worry meter with uh, J.J. Stangovitz. I'm Matt Taylor here on the Colts Daily Update. And as we learned, J.J. is pretty stress-free around the holidays. So enjoy your last-minute shopping there, buying for that important somebody in your life, and stay poised and under control all the way until Saturday, my good man. Absolutely. And and happy (laughs) holidays to you and yours as well, Matt. And we're, we're going into this game on Saturday in control the number five seed in the AFC with maybe a shot still at the AFC South. So going right. to be a fun last couple of weeks here. That's right. Stay even keel. J.J. Stangovitz right there. Good banter on the Colts tonight. Check out his work on Colts.com and the Colts mobile app. He's covering the Colts on a daily basis for the team on the website. J.J., have a great rest of the night, and we'll talk to you on Saturday, sir. Thanks as always. All right. Happy holidays, Matt. You got it. J.J. Stangovitz, I'm Matt Taylor. We'll have more on the Colts and the Cardinals tomorrow night on Colts Happy Hour. That's getting bumped up a day since everybody at the fan has the day off on Friday. That's Christmas Eve. But instant replay is coming up next, followed by Bet Rivers with Jason Hammer. Have a great night, everybody, and thanks for listening here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.